Dante Greco. Dante is a really smart guy. Ladies love Dante. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Dante Greco Show on a Wednesday, the most important, the most honest show in America. Thank you for joining us. I was off on Monday for Indigenous Peoples Day, as we all were back on my monday wednesday friday schedule and we got a lot of news to cover starting with alex jones billion dollar settlement in the sandy hook lawsuit not just all he's it's spread out among the families i heard one plaintiff was getting 120 million dollars uh alex jones does not have a billion dollars as far as i know he's certainly saying he doesn't have a billion dollars so i don't know if they're ever going to see that money this might be another oj simpson situation where sure there's a ruling you you're a billion dollars is coming to you guys and you're just never going to get it uh alex jones i don't want to advise him but if i were to advise him i would say go to florida because that's where oj went after the civil suit and he's been owing Fred Goldman, the father of Ron Goldman, the, the, the man he uh, allegedly murdered. He's been owing Fred Goldman $30 million for like 25 years. And he's having a great life right now. He's in Vegas. He even came back to L.A., which I thought he wasn't allowed to do for some reason. But he, he made an appearance here at SoFi Stadium during a recent football game. So O.J.'s living it up. He's got his untouchable NFL pension. And um ron or fred goldman uh, doesn't have his 30 million dollars so he might have his heisman didn't he take oj's heisman i don't know anyways let's get over to the uh alex jones headlines here okay let me add this in so yeah alex it was a ruling today Billion dollars in damages, the highest defamation payout ever. Man, the mainstream media sure hates Alex Jones. They made they gave a guy a one billion dollar payout. Um, let's read the details. We're not going away, we're not going to stop. He's talking about info wars. He vows to continue questioning school shootings after bombshell billion-dollar verdict over his Sandy Hook lies, the highest defamation payout ever. I'm getting deja vu right now. I feel like I've read this before. Or maybe it was another high payout about something else, but... Or maybe he's just never going to stop. Wow. It's insane. So I actually tuned into his show on band.video.com because I wanted to see, I uh, I expected to see Alex Jones taking his life live on air, R. Bud Dwyer style, you know, just like, well, that's it, folks. And then just pull out a big shotgun and just blow his brains out on Infowars.com. But he actually took it quite well. I, I screen recorded it. Here we go. Find that the standard charge for the assessment of attorney's fees and costs have been met yes it's checked reasonable attorney's fees and costs to be awarded by the judge at a- then goes- now remember i'm in bankruptcy we got two years of appeals 
The money you donate does not go to these people. It goes to fight this fraud. So he's got he's already in bankruptcy and he's got two years of appeals to go through. I don't think these Sandy Hook families are ever going to see any of this money. I just don't. Uh, I don't know if that's right or wrong. I don't know if they want the money. I'm sure some of them do. I mean, you know, if you're being if you're having tens of millions or in a couple cases, a hundred million dollars plus dangled in front of you, you want it. This, by the way, to go on top of that forty seven million dollars he was ruled against. And apparently he has a third trial coming up. I don't know how he's going to make money or, or what scheme he's figured out. I honestly haven't been following Alex Jones that closely as of late, but I would think that the jig is up. How was he able to go into bankruptcy, but somehow separate the show that he's doing? Because I believe that the judge ruled against Infowars, the company right or or whoever owns infowars is he no longer going to be infowars is he going to have to come up with a new name fact battle you know god it's terrible i mean look what he did was terrible i get annoyed with conspiracy theorists especially with shit like that I, the, the, the whole crisis actor thing false flag it's bullshit. They've been saying for years or trying to say for years, oh, these mass shootings are false flag operations designed to take away your guts. Well, how many more of these do they need to stage before something gets done about gun control? Like, it's not working. If that's the plan is the dumbest plan I've ever heard of. If you can go into a classroom 10 years ago and shoot up a room full of kids. And then this earlier this year, if we've all forgotten about Uvalde and nothing really substantive happens, it's the worst plan in history for these to be false flags with crisis actors. So that annoys me. Not to say that every conspiracy, not to say there's no merit to any conspiracy. There certainly are. There's big questions about 9-11. big questions about who was behind the Kennedy assassination. Although I think that it was just Lee Harvey Oswald who pulled the trigger. I do. I went to Dealey Plaza once. It's so small. Like the whole area is tiny. You don't need, it would have been so obvious if there were multiple shooters, you don't need multiple shooters. One guy from the book depository, which was like four floors up. It was at four floors above. He could have shot Kennedy in the head easily three times. And he missed one. I mean, he missed, anyways, to me, the conspiracy was always who was behind it. Who was Oswald talking to? But whatever. I don't want to get down that rabbit hole. As far as Alex Jones, you know, he's not giving up. And it goes to stabilize the company. They want us shut down. That's why the, the, donations. The, the, the ambulance chasers did this. Why they use these families. So saveinfowars.com. We're fighting Goliath. We'll win because of you. Saveinfowars.com. Infowarstore.com. Double Patriot points, 10% off at 1776 right now at Infowars Store. But you see, you want somebody to fight for you? I'm doing it, and you see what they do. So you want you want to fight? That's fine. It's your decision. Yeah. But that's where we are. That's the whack. $2.58 million. We the jury. What the fuck? Come on. Or triple eight two five three three one three nine. You want somebody to fight? 
We're going to get attacked for doing it. Yeah, so this he is a great, stand up. a great it's fundraising opportunity. I'm sorry to say to the families, I don't think you're going to see much, if any, of that billion dollars. But symbolically, I, I suppose it's important. I won't pretend that I haven't enjoyed Alex Jones's show from time to time. In 2020 in particular, when COVID was first breaking out and the world was going crazy, everything was shutting down. We had to go to the grocery store and stock up. We didn't know if we were going to be able to go outside again and whatnot. I just found that the mainstream media like MSNBC, CNN, were covering the the uh, insanity of all this in too normal a way. It was like the same as their nightly coverage had always been. So I wanted to hear. It was fun to hear a little bit of the conspiracy side and see what Alex Jones had to say. Uh, I'm not with him on the Sandy Hook thing, but neither is the judge. So moving on, Kanye West. Now, this I saw just before I started the show. I haven't even read the article yet. Kanye West allegedly professed his love for Hitler during slavery was a choice TMZ interview. Uh, if anyone's watching this and you've never seen me before, I worked at TMZ for 10 years as a producer and as a celebrity interviewer. I've interviewed Kanye. I was there not on the day that he did the uh, the slavery was a choice interview, but he later came back for a second interview. And I kind of sat in and watched that and realized how many handlers Kanye has around him because he doesn't retain all the facts. He admitted last week that he's never read a book in his life. So I believed him, by the way. He, uh, he, he doesn't. And when I interviewed him, I talked to him after he was on SNL, like the next day, the next morning, basically he wound up at Mel's diner on sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. And I was there and I started pressing him on a comment he had made about the 13th amendment, uh, where, where slavery was, you know, the one that the movie Lincoln was about. Even I'm forgetting. Okay. I'm as bad as Kanye, but as soon as I started pressing him on the facts, which I had at the time, he all of a sudden shut down the interview and said, I'm not going to talk about this right now. I'm going to go back and look at my info and then I'll get back to you. So he, he he's not uh, he's he operates on instinct and intuition more than logic in a lot of places, cases. But I think that's clear if you've been keeping up with him at all in the media. Uh, Kanye professed his love for Hitler during slavery was a choice interview. Why are you not seeing this? There it is. Okay. Oh, Van Lathan Jr. I know Van. Well, I knew him. I haven't talked to him in a few years. But Van Lathan Jr. was the guy who stood up and got mad at Kanye for his slavery was a choice comments. You know, he kind of confronted him on that live on the show so he was on his higher learning podcast with rachel Lindsay. she used to be on the bachelorette and she's created quite a uh, flourishing media career if i do say my, so myself i remember i was down at the courthouse during the free britney trials i don't know if she was there the day that the the verdict was announced where Brittany was freed from her conservatorship but rachel Lindsay was down there for like extra or access hollywood or one of those things i mean it's quite remarkable i remember i interviewed her at floyd mayweather's birthday party 
before the premiere of the season, which was a monumental season if you're a Bachelor fan. It was the first season where they had a black Bachelorette, and that was her. Very nice, you know, good interview. Um, and look at her now. She's doing well. I'm getting off track. Okay. So Van says, I already heard him say that stuff before at TMZ. Oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, so they're talking obviously about if you if you haven't been watching the news, Kanye last week a which I put up a good video about with uh, a guy named Reseda Reporter who is Jewish, and I spoke to him about his feelings uh, on Kanye texting Diddy. Because last week he was texting everybody and posting the screenshots on Instagram before he got kicked off all the platforms. And he said, oh, Diddy, you know, the Jewish people that are asking you to come confront me, blah, blah, blah. And then the next day he woke up from a nap and said he was tired, but he's about to go DEFCON 3 on the Jewish people. So if we're all caught up on Kanye and his anti-Semitism, we can continue. So Van says, I already heard him say that stuff before at TMZ. I mean, I was taken aback because that type of anti-Semitic talk is disgusting. It's like I'm taken aback any time anyone does that, right? But as far as Kanye, I knew that that was in him because when he came to TMZ, he said that stuff and they took it out of the interview. Interesting. See, I did not know this. You know, I was always out in the field trying to get interviews with people outside of restaurants and stores and shit. So I wasn't there for that. Let's continue. Van continued, if you look at what I said at TMZ, it goes from me saying like, hey, Kanye, there's real life, real world implication to everything that you just said there. What I say after that, if I can remember, it's been a long time, was actually 12 million people actually died because of Nazism and Hitler and all that stuff. And then I move on to talk about what he said about slavery. Lathan pointed out that the 12 million people part was taken out of the final cut. The reason they took it out is because it wouldn't have made sense unless they kept in Kanye saying he loved Hitler and the Nazis, which he said when he was at DMZ. Holy shit. That was like four years ago now. Wow. I You know, we're, we've got a, or, you know, not we, I'm not there anymore, but they have a good, they, they plugged their leaks. I'm surprised that that did not leak until now. Kanye West saying that he loves Hitler and the Nazis. Something to that effect when he was there and they took it out of the interview for whatever reason. It wasn't my decision. Wow. Okay. So this adds even more context. You know, Sarah Silverman is going to be pissed even more so when she sees this and rightfully so. She's been really leading the charge, I think, about, uh, you know, her 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 uh, as she sees it the uh, lack of attention and lack of speaking out against kanye's remarks from non-jewish famous people so holy shit i almost want to uh, i want to like tag her in this because she should know kanye loved hitler i love hitler i love nazis this guy is insane you know every time i want to like kanye and I made a video last week talking about how I thought, and it was not something that I like or that I want, but I thought if the media is looking for a new Trump to boost ratings and advertising dollars, it's Kanye. 
He's the only guy out there who has the celebrity pedigree. He's famous. He knows Hollywood. He's obsessed with it, just like Trump. But he's also off the cuff, a bit unhinged, entertaining, and, um, you know, is interested in politics. He already ran for president, and he's probably going to run again in 24. Matter of fact, he put up a tweet with a hat that said 2024 on it. So I think he's going to run. At the very least, to sell some merch. By the way, did anyone ever free Larry Hoover? I'm curious. I had to work this free Larry Hoover concert where him and Drake basically, in my opinion, just my opinion, I don't know if swindled is too strong of a word, but it was just a merchandising opportunity. They were selling selling free Larry Hoover sweatshirts for like $200, $300. Meanwhile, Larry Hoover, no one's talking about him. Everybody forgot about Larry Hoover. He's in a cell somewhere still. And I'm not saying necessarily that Larry Hoover should be let out. I just think like, man, they like they they got everyone all hyped up. They rented out the forum or no, not the forum, uh, the, the Coliseum in downtown Los Angeles. Had a big concert talking about free Larry Hoover. I had to interview Larry Hoover Jr. and his Larry Hoover's wife. Larry Hoover, famous gang leader from chicago where kanye is from and he's in jail for life for you know gang activities anyways the point is, i'm the only person still talking about free larry hoover they just took that money and ran as far as i know is drake still trying to free larry Hoover? is kanye still trying to fit the fucking guys locked up but um this is i don't know usually with kanye People try to fall back on, oh, he's mentally ill. He's got problems. You know, he's being misled. Candace Owens is leading him around like a puppy, which, by the way, she was there with uh, at TMZ that day when he said he loved Hitler. I guess she didn't have a problem with it. And she continues to be with him to this day. She also was wearing the White Lives Matter sweatshirt. Um that he that sparked off the firestorm last week really kicked off this whole thing he last week it's white lives matter this week it's i love hitler and the nazis holy shit i don't know if he comes back from this one i mean this is starting to get bad like he can't he could say controversial thing the slavery was a choice thing was very controversial but I feel like a lot of white people probably didn't like, they're not going to get as upset about that. But this one, it's just like, there's something wrong with this guy. He's demented. I don't want to minimize slavery was a choice. That's bad. That's a terrible thing to say. I'm against that. But the fact that it's a few years later and he's still doing this shit, like how does he expect to, he's going to run for president on a I love Hitler platform. He's insane. And I was just about to say, I'm not going to say it anymore because, you know, this is kind of changing my mind. I was about to talk about how Kanye did an episode of the shop. That's LeBron James's show on HBO where him and athletes and celebrities sit in a barbershop and just talk, you know, they had Kanye on because Maverick Carter, LeBron's, you know, business partner, who's also 
co-host of the show, I think, or at least the producer, thought that Kanye could come on and represent himself and speak about his what the controversial statements he'd made last week. Maverick is all about conversation, apparently, which I am too. I generally am in favor of, even if you disagree, even if it's ugly or off-putting, it's better to shine a light on it, talk about it, than hide from it and hide it and hide from it. But now I don't know. Because they scrapped the episode because Kanye used more hate speech and extremely dangerous stereotypes. Like, what the fuck was he saying? I came into this show today thinking, you know, you should air it anyway. Let's see it. Let's expose Kanye for who he really is. Now I don't know. I, I think that it, the whole thing is just so unpleasant after this news that Van Lathan revealed that maybe they're right to keep, hopefully someone, what I would like to see is someone leak it. Okay, that's what I would like to see. I, I understand the shop isn't going to release it. It's a bad look for them. I would like to see someone leak that footage or like a transcript of the footage, you know, Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole style. I want someone to put that video out because, you know, this might be the way to, to, to rid ourselves of Kanye once and for all. He needs to be recommitted. He is not well. Holy shit. You know what? If I'm Pete Davidson, I'm glad Kim broke up with me because Kanye is, is not... I just wouldn't want to go to sleep every night thinking Kanye could snap at any minute and come after me. I mean, Pete Davidson doesn't have Kanye or or Kim money. He can't afford round-the-clock security, really, unless Lauren Michaels wants to pay for it. It's risky. It's risky. Honestly, I don't know who's going to date Kim. She needs to date a former president or something. I'd be worried. I would be. I. I would back off from dating, or maybe MBS. You know, I could honestly see Kim winding up with Mohammed bin Salman when it's all said and done. I really could. Yes, she's got her own money, but she doesn't have a trillion dollars, and she's not going to go for Elon Musk. You know, he's too crazy. But Mohammed bin Salman and Kim Kardashian, both young, by the way. I could truly see that happening. Anyways, or, and by the way, if, you, if you're an L.A. person, you've been following L.A. politics. Nuri Martinez resigns from the L.A. City Council amid furor over leaked racist recording. Just goes to show you, everyone's a racist. Doesn't matter what race you are, you are a racist. Now, some people will say, well, you can't be racist if, unless you're white. It's institutional racism. Okay, fine. I'm not going to argue that. But you can be, how about prejudice? discriminatory on the basis of race. Kanye. Speaking of Kanye, Kim, and Candace Owens, Candace Owens apparently, I don't know why, leaked a um, leaked a voicemail from Kim Kardashian to Ray J from years ago where she says some untoward things towards uh, Whitney Houston, who was alive at the time. Let's hear it. Okay. 
So, look, I see someone tweeting right above that. Kim Kardashian can go to hell for the weirdo stuff she said about Whitney. Listen, calling her and all that, of course she's going to call her and all that. We have a problem in this country, in this culture, really, where when you are angry, you're not allowed to be insulting anymore. Like If you say something in anger that is mean and insulting, People think you're a horrible person and they take that to be like how you really are. It's very repressive. Of course, Kim Kardashian, this is from years ago. She's young. She's upset with Ray J. She wants to hurt him. She sees him going around with an old. It's like, you know, it's a classic story. Who's your ex dating? Oh, shit. An old hag, Whitney Houston. Of course, I'm going to use that as ammo in a battle against ray j you can't hate on kim for that i mean who okay like everyone wasn't joking about whitney houston and crack for years the entire 1990s was about joking about whitney houston and her crack use just chill this woman says this is not the explosive voicemail i thought it was going to be yeah, how many girls have left their ex a voicemail, voice note, or text cussing them out and their new thing? I'm not moved by this 11, 11-year-old voicemail. Exactly. Look, it's an old voicemail. And by the way, she didn't make this statement publicly. Yeah, it's a leaked voicemail. You should, you should be allowed to say things in text and in voicemail to people. Now, it's not smart to because everyone is a fucking spy leaker these days. And at any point, anything you've ever said to anybody electronically is liable to be released if they get upset with you. So I don't know what kind of a future we're entering into, but everyone's either going to need to just chill the fuck out and stop getting offended or we're all going to be at war with each other because everyone's got too much. Uh, it's, it's mutually assured destruction on all fronts nowadays. It truly is. Uh, I am letting Kim off the hook on this one. That's my ruling. Can't blame her for getting mad at a guy. Whitney was old, a lot older than Ray J at the time. Frankly, Kim kind of went light on her, just calling her an old hag. You know, she could have said much worse things. She snuck a few little witty one-liners in there. You know, it's not the funniest stuff, but she was trying with the it's not right, but it's okay. That's a Whitney song. And crack is not whack with you guys. You know, I don't know. Some friend of hers probably wrote those jokes for her, but good for her. I like to see a little personality out of people like that, you know, especially with Kim or any of the Kardashians. Just from a personal standpoint, when I was at TMZ and when I would have to try to interview them and they would just come out stone faced and never say shit because they say literally everything for their show. They won't make a comment. You got to wait six months for Hulu or, or E 
to edit the show and then finally they talk about something very frustrating uh and people that just show up to be photographed like angelina jolie she's very disturbing to me because she just shows up places barely smiles and just like has no expression on her face and just gets her picture taken everywhere She's at the UN. She's just getting her picture taken. Everywhere. Or like Beyonce. Anybody that just shows up and gets their picture taken and barely doesn't speak out loud publicly, it's disturbing to me. Show some personality. It's show business. This isn't the silent film era. Fucking say something. All right. What's next? What's next? Um, Twitter users are upset because people are starting to dress up like Jeffrey Dahmer. Even though Halloween is two, three weeks away, I guess people are already getting their costumes out. And everyone on Twitter predictably is saying, please do not dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, for fuck's sake, please do not cosplay or dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. Stop idolizing a horrific human that committed atrocious crimes. What is idolizing? Nobody's idolizing Jeffrey Dahmer. The show, get mad at the people who made the show and who are watching the show. It's the second biggest show in the history of Netflix. Okay, it's on everyone's mind. It's interesting. Every year there are pop culture inspired costumes. Would it have been in poor taste to go as Jeffrey Dahmer the year he was, you know, found out? Yeah, probably. 30 years later, he's dead. He's been beaten to death. It's a TV show now, as everything is. Everything gets subsumed into the pop culture landscape and regurgitated in one form of media or another. TV show, movie, podcast, but whatever. People have made millions off the Jeffrey Dahmer story already, I'm sure, with books, documentaries, this Netflix show, any other movie that's been made, probably some piece of shit made for TV movie in the 90s. No one's idolizing the guy. They just think he's a fucking creep weirdo and a very effective Halloween costume. By the way, I couldn't even watch the show. Everyone out there watching it is sicker than anyone wearing the costume. I made it 10 minutes it was so disturbing, so genuinely upsetting and unsettling. It's too realistic. Shows like this, you need a little bit of... Um, like It can't be this like slow moving with the knife. And, and just like, you know, you see the vat of the, the, the barrel that he's going to dispose bodies of. It was too real. I really felt like I was in the room with a serial killer who was about to, to kill some guy. I couldn't watch it. Uh, yeah, it's not idolization. Go to therapy. Work through your weird-ass obsession, too. That shit is not healthy. Are they talking to Evan Peters? <laughs> that wasn't funny. Um, just realized Jeffrey Dahmer is probably going to be one of the most popular Halloween costumes this year, and that's really gross. And by the way, this hasn't even been Halloween yet. People are already getting upset in anticipation. You haven't even seen a bunch of costumes. You saw one costume online from somebody, and you're you think that this is uh, going to be 
an epidemic across the country. People dressing up as Jeffrey Dahmer. It hasn't happened yet. I hate Twitter heroes. You think that by you going on there and saying, I just realized it's probably going to be popular. And that's fucking disgusting. Like, what do you do? Are you saving the lives of the men that he killed? Who are you helping? This bullshit. <sighs> Who has a lack of remorse for his victims on social media? What are you talking about? People feel bad. But it was... He did the killings. I was a, a kid when Jeffrey Dahmer happened. I don't remember the specifics. You're, you're talking about a, a generation of people who don't remember this shit. This is like hearing about the Zodiac killer for me or, or, or whatever. You think Gen Z? <sighs> PSA, Jeffrey Dahmer is in a Halloween outfit. Don't do it. I beg. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is like, you know, the same people. Uh, cultural appropriation, Halloween costumes. They got problems with those. Everybody's just mad. Uh, I, I don't know. Just shut the fuck up, please. All of you. Someone wants to go as Jeffrey Dahmer. Let them. It's a Halloween costume. It's supposed to be scary because someone dresses up as a werewolf. They think that they idolize a werewolf. Like, do you think you're supposed to dress up like psychos and killers and scary things? Can we dress up as another serial killer this year? Would that be okay? Can we be Ted Bundy? Can we be, how about John Wayne Gacy? Actually, you know, I'm going to take a quick break. Dante is a really smart guy. Alvin Kamara. He is a football player. I'm not a big sports guy. I don't normally cover sports on this channel. Uh, he plays for the New Orleans Saints. Anyways, a guy, a student from my high school, DM'd him. And he DM'd him using some strong racial language. He starts off by saying, a lot of racism on the show today. Racism stories. Let me get that clear. Not racism from me. Racist, racial racist stories. Okay, so the guy says to Kamara, good game, N-word. Then Kamara proceeds to say, if I snapshot this and send it to your head coach at Hoax, what happens? Hoax is his school. The guy says, my bad. I didn't think you actually received these. I'm a huge fan. I have you every year in fantasy. And then it goes on like that. The guy pleading so for him to... Uh, for Alvin not to send these DMs. And Alvin put them on his stories and exposed the guy. It's so stupid. Listen, I know everybody wants attention, but you got to start a YouTube show and a podcast like the rest of us. Like, it's fun to be a hater online, but sending people, and this gets back to what I was saying just before I took a break about, um, like, everyone's going to be at war with each other because there is so much shit on, on, you know, texts and voicemails and everything from people. And it just lives forever. You can't DM a celebrity with 
a racial slur. You can't yeah, a black celebrity, anybody. You shouldn't be using a racial slur DMing celebs or or overly sexual nature or any other slur. It's, it's like the dumbest thing you can do because celebrities, and I kind of applaud this, these days they don't just sit there and take shit from their fans. They speak up and they fight back. And I like it because a lot of fans are fucking annoying. That is my theory of why celebrities hate their fans too. Because I used to see this at TMZ when I would have to go cover a movie premiere or something. The people that celebrities see in person are the most obnoxious, the weirdest looking people you don't want to spend any time with. The people that actually show up and wait and be corralled behind a little fence to try to get your autograph and just like wait for hours for you to show up. That's not anybody that that a, a celebrity or an upstanding member of society wants to spend time with. It's the worst of the worst. So I understand why celebrities hate their fans because their normal fans are just at home watching the show. They never try to interact with them or, you know, maybe a chance meeting coming out of the grocery store. You say, yeah, I'm a fan. But for, for the most part, the people that celebrities see in person leave a lot to be desired. So... But as I was saying, I get it. It's fun to be a hater online. It's fun to comment things back to celebrities or to news Twitter handles and just like, you know, talk shit. It's stupid. Now, I'm looking at this from every angle. A, fuck, you know, fuck this guy for being racist and using the N-word and thinking that was going to be funny. That's terrible. Deplorable, whatever you want to say, whatever adjective you want to use. Horrible, horrible. But also, if I'm looking at this as like, hey, dumbass, you know, you're a young guy, you're in high school, you probably think you're being funny, you're probably going to show this to your friends and be like, look what I DM'd Alvin Kamara. And now this stain is going to be attached to your name for who knows how long. Anytime someone Googles you, an employer, like you're in high school, you got a long way to go. An employer, a potential college, this is going to be coming up when they Google you just on like the first page of results. You're the guy who said the N-word Alvin Kamara in a DM. You can't be that reckless these days. It'll tank your whole future. Uh, and you can't blame Alvin for exposing this guy. Some people might want to say, oh, come on, Alvin. He was just a high school kid. You didn't have to do him like that. You shouldn't have exposed him. It's 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 fucked up. But you know what? Fuck the guy. At this point, you should know. You can't be DMing people. <laughs> okay. I was trying to do something with Trump, but fuck it. Can't be DMing people like that. It's very dumb. All right. Lastly, I want to talk about a movie. Oh, come on, motherfucker. Jesus Christ. Okay. The movie is called Amsterdam. And it bombed. It's projected to lose a hundred million dollars at the box office uh star-studded crime comedy set in the america post-world war one starring christian bale margot robbie and taylor swift here's the deal the days of 
audiences being charmed by the idea of a bunch of A-list multi-multi-millionaires teaming up for a, a cute, clever little ensemble piece are over. Half of this country hates Hollywood because of its politics, and the other half doesn't care. They might be interested in your movie or not, and they're just we're burnt out anyway. Movies are not as important. Movie stars are not as important as they once were. There are too many other options these days. YouTube, podcasts, you know, just scrolling social media. There's too much going on. The news. Cable news, whatever, you're, you will pick your poison. Too much else taking our attention away. This isn't the mid-20th century, all right? We don't care about the stars anymore. It pisses people off because there's a bit of a smugness to it when, when you put all these actors together in a movie and then the movie's not great. And it's hard to make a movie that's going to be super impactful these days anyway because audiences, it, it's so fractured right now. You're not going to get, it's so difficult to get everyone, unless it's the Super Bowl, to get everyone or most of the people focused on one thing, to see it. Um, these type of movies just don't work anymore. Or it's got to be really good, but you can't just do it and be like, huh, you're going to love it because we put a bunch of celebrities in it. Nobody cares. You're living in an insulated world where you think that this is important. No one likes it. And by the way, don't put Taylor Swift in movies anymore. I like Taylor Swift's music. Uh, I, I even like her as a person, but a lot of people hate her. A lot of people hate her and her fans might be, you know, they might not like Hollywood or they might not like the movie. They're not big enough to come out and and uh, push this movie into profit territory. So I would say stay away from putting her in the movies as stunt casting. She's off-putting. I remember during SNL's 40th anniversary, they had every celebrity in the world was making cameos and they would come out to rapturous applause. And then Taylor came out. It was literally deafening silence. Like she came out, she tried to like make her you know, deliver her lines and everyone was just like, uh, you, you could tell it was palpable. The audience was dead silent. People don't like her. So, you know, she's like Kamala Harris. People just don't like her. So I would advise against putting her in a movie again as some kind of like cool stunt casting. Like, you know, she has a little bit of that thing. She shows up, but she's just like, you should like this because I'm Taylor Swift and you should, Feel honored that I'm here in your movie. All right. That's all I got for today. Thank you for watching. I'll see you on Friday. This is the Dante Greco show. Dante is signing off. Dante Greco. Dante was me, yours truly. I'm gonna come.